0: it's Mike and Paige. We are two college sweethearts who live in the Nashville area. We have four sensational children, <laughs> and we love a good podcast. We love a good story even more, so we started our own. This is Laugh So You Don't Cry.
1: So for our short story today... Uh...
0: Gather around, children. Gather around, children. For uh, our short story today, so, on all remarkable little things, <laughs> we tell you this one.
1: This is 88.9 NPR. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, so we, uh, Paige, we moved to the south, and I knew that that came with some consequences. Some um,
0: consequences. All right. Uh,
1: before we had our before we had our daughter, when we knew we were going to have our first kid, Paige was like. <gasps> I get to put her in pageants and like dress her up. And, and, and all I saw in my mind when she said that was like that show pageant moms. Mm-mm. And if you've seen that show or you've ever been part of a pageant, you know, those moms. And here's the thing about pages. I don't do anything halfway. No. And and she has like a, 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 a joyous aggression about her. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's a joy filled aggression. Uh So I was really afraid of it be of her like being one of those pageant moms, you know, like barking orders at her kids, ripping the eyes out of these like (laughs) of these like pageant (laughs) ladies, you know. So I was like, no, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Well, in this story, you find out that we did.
0: (laughs) We did do that. So it all started because we have a son, and he is built like a tank. Mm -hmm. In fact, that is one of his nicknames, tank. Well, Memphis, um, we had wanted to get him into football, a little Wee football situation. So I was looking at our town's website, trying to find out football information. Lo and behold, get on the website, can't find anything about football. But, but what I did find was... <laughs> little Miss Laverne. Uh, we, <laughs> we found out that they were doing a pageant, and I go... <gasps> And Mike was like, what? And I said, look what I found. It's pageant time. And Mike was like, no. No, not doing this. <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, we were all in the living room at the time. And our oldest, Zayo, who we wanted to be in the pageant, I wanted to be in the pageant. He was like, what? And I, I presented it to Zayo.
1: And I was like, we need to let her decide, OK?
0: So I said, Zao. Zayo do you want to be in a pageant? I said, you get to wear a pretty dress. You'll get some crown. You'll get some makeup on your face and it'll be so great. And she was hooked. Like, in it. Hook, line, and sinker. She was down.
1: So I I told him, I was like, fine, we're going to do one, just one. And it needs to be like, 50 bucks is our budget. Because, you know, like, all I saw was like, Don't oh my gosh, sense. look at all these dresses and look at these shoes. She needs four different dresses in case one of them doesn't fit the day up. You know, like, right. I was just like, I was just losing my mind thinking about it.
0: So, what I was like, we were not a huge money spender. I'm not a huge money spender. So... I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'm not gonna like drop money on this. So I think like the entry fee was fifteen, twenty bucks, nothing outrageous. And then we got a dress on Facebook Marketplace for thirty dollars. I think we bought shoes on the way to the thing for five or ten. Mm-hmm. I think we. <laughs> and she didn't even wear them. P.S. Yeah. Anyways, so we got this beautiful dress for her. Um, we go to a dress rehearsal the night before, run through everything. First of all, the Interesting. The people watching alone Mm -hmm. was incredible. Mm -hmm. That's the kind way to say it.
1: It was like, oh, my kids on the stage. I was sorry. I was focused on all these colorful people, right? (laughs) Which is my kind of people. Listen, I am colorful. All right, like I'm not
0: for sure. People of Walmart situation. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Laverne Walmart. (laughs) Laverne Walmart. So (laughs) then we. Uh what are we doing? So then the next morning we, <laughs> sorry, the next morning we get dressed and um Zeo has really red curly hair. Um so we have to do our hair, get our hair done, <clears throat> just like put some mousse in it, nothing big deal. Um and then I put makeup on her. It was just a little bit of makeup, just super yeah, she looked tastefully pretty. It's just yeah, basic. Like, super basic. We did blush, a little bit of eyeshadow, um, some eyebrows, because my girl has no eyebrows. She gets we get that from you, by the way, not yeah. for me. So we, um, I have her, there's two parts of it. There's a casual wear and a formal wear. So I put her in her dress. We get to the place. And at the place, they take us to this dressing room where all the pageant girls are. Guys, I was not prepared. We open up the door and it's all the pageant girls. You can tell because they're small and little. <laughs> and then it's a hair person for everyone, a makeup person. Like, people brought their own people with them to do, and then the mom. So, each girl had, like, their own little station. And we, it was like a, a band room of a middle school. So, it wasn't, like, beautiful by super any high means. Super yeah. high. <laughs> so, we each got our own little corner. We're doing... Getting dressed up. And it's just like, what is happening here? Well, Zaya was done. Like, we already yeah, did our hair and makeup at home. So we were just sitting there. And we all line up outside um it, backstage to get the pageant started or whatever. And these two little girls, like, they're all lined up. And the moms are like, okay, well, bye. And they run ahead to go um, out-, out front, out to, front watch. to watch. Well, Mike and I have, like, a strict... We do not leave our child alone I don't trust other
1: people with my kids. Ever.
0: <laughs> so, because people just be people in too much, you know? So, I say, okay, well, I'll just stay back behind here with her. And while we're waiting for the pageant to start, because they're in the first category, there's these two little girls, and they start, like, making fun of Zayo and saying, well, she will never place in this pageant. She'll never win.
1: Because of her hair and whatever.
0: Uh, whatever. I don't know, because kids be... Being kids. kids. I don't know. Kids be Kids kids be So they're doing that. And Zayo, very thankfully, she was not paying attention and playing with the girl ahead of her. So I turned to these kids and I gave them a strict mom flash of like face. Like, what are you doing? And then I said, guys, the person with the best heart is going to win here. You know how you win these situations? You win by having a great heart. And I like flashed back. Anyways, so the pageant starts. One Zayo, of those kids
1: walked away with a ball spot on top of her head. No.
0: <laughs> Z- Paige Zayo, still got there. <laughs> ah, it's in a trophy case. <laughs> it's
1: next to the trophy. <laughs> Spoiler Z- alert. <laughs>
0: so, so, Zayo um, gets out and she's very nervous at first. We finish that one and we literally have five minutes to get her into her formal dress. So, we very quickly get backstage and I'm like lacing up this formal dress, getting it all tied on her. We run back in to get in line, um, and Zayo goes out. And I said, Zayo, like, it's not a big deal. I said, just pretend like you're at your best friend Cece's house and just have do fun. the thing. Like, yeah. have fun. So she, like, skips out onto stage. She's so beaming cute, ear to guys. ear. It, it was, was so adorable. Uh, I didn't get to see anything but, like, from behind, so I watched the videos afterward. Uh, so it was super cute. We get to the placing time. Wait, so. Oh, no, that's, oh, that's from my side. That's from
1: her side. So I'm out here with my son. And it's like, it's overwhelming (laughs) because first off, the people that are there are like, I mean, like I, I, I've been to sporting events that are less aggressive than this. So like, they're these moms that when their daughters were like coming out and doing like their, their walk around their, you know, walk, spin, walk, spin, whatever thing. It's like, Clarissa, Clarissa, spin head up and she's like slapping the bottom of her chin no, to, like, she did not. to like tell her daughter like put your chin Are up. you
0: for all this yeah. happened? Yeah,
1: she's like going like this to the bottom of her chin and she's all these moms are snapping their fingers like making sure their kids are on cue. I was like I'm I'm, I'm amazed at this. Like <laughs> like I just can't I can't it was, very, it was very I was very out of place. Um and that's what I was afraid of, Paige being like. <laughs> to be <laughs> fully honest with you, I was like, "This is my worst nightmare." Only I'm surrounded by all of them.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, luckily, Paige's not like that. Um, so, yeah. But so seeing on seeing that side. Yeah, so on that side, it was
0: Mike got back out to the car and he was like, "Did you hear that woman?" And I was like, "What woman?" And he was like,
1: "The snappy."
0: She she was, like, snapping while her girl was supposed to, like, prance out. And I was like, no, I for sure did not hear the snapper. So, anyways, we get to the place.
1: mind you, Zayo was how how old at the time? Five. 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 So, this is... Fresh five. These are five-year-olds, you guys. This is not, like, nine-year-olds, 12-year-olds. Like, this is... These are five-year-olds. Yeah. And, like, these moms are, like, standing in front of the stage and, like...
0: It was ridiculous. They were
1: mimicking what the kids were doing. No. So, you can tell that they had, like, practiced this. Guys, there was no money to be won. (laughs) What are we doing here? Like, what are you doing? Anyway, so we get to the placings.
0: We get to the placings, and Zayo gets called. Uh, There's, like, second runner-up, first runner-up, and then... The winner. The winner. And they called second runner-up, and then they called first runner-up, and Zayo placed.
1: For... sec. She got second place. Yeah,
0: so she got second place, and Zayo got this cute little trophy. She... It matched her dress. It was also purple and she like loves and that trophy. I wish
1: there was a camera in there cuz you would have seen me get up in all these moms faces been like, "We're well, no mom. We're well, no."
0: Woo! We would have to snap to get hey, this trophy. Hey, hey, hey lady.
1: Hey lady. You know what that is? That's the sound of my daughter winning. Suck
0: it. That's not at all what happened. But I will like I'm a to say. dad. This <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist Mike was the pageant dad.
1: <laughs> Next year's they we're taking states.
0: <laughs> um, Did I say
1: states, plural? Yeah, no. states.
0: We're going to take Ohio. All of them.
1: All of them. We're going to
0: take to the sea.
1: Taking, Kentucky doesn't stand a chance. We're taking the. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. All of that to say, the two little girls behind Zeo did not place. Neither one of them. So,
1: well, one of them had a balls. What spot.
0: now? <laughs>
1: no <when laughs> one did I'm not. Sorry. Mike is adding this. This is, did not happen. It was really cool. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, we didn't. We didn't. We're not going to do another one.
0: Yeah, we definitely walked away from that experience, and we we're like, we're not pageant people. We're oh for sure not gosh. pageant people.
1: <gasps> I want a license plate. This is pageant, Dad.
0: Ooh. Or. <laughs> Or we should get one that's like, I'm definitely not a pageant dad. <laughs> so guys, I'm going to add this little tidbit. Mike and I, uh, during that time we've talked about in December where we didn't have jobs, Mike did Uber Eats for a while. And while he was doing Uber Eats, I was like, well, I'll hang out in the car with you. And like, we'll drive around and it's time we're hanging out and you get paid for doing it, whatevs. So Mike, <laughs> we went and got this juice or something yeah, for, this guy, uh, for this guy, for this guy. I was like, Mike, how funny would it be if you gave this guy his juice? It was like, I didn't like the lid. <laughs>
1: As I walk up?
0: Yeah, like, I didn't like. Hey, the lid. Hey, how's it
1: going, buddy? I didn't like the lid.
0: <laughs> so now what I was can't. that? Nothing, man. Have a no, good day. No. I didn't, didn't like lick the lid. The lid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so tonight, we're going to... Uh,
0: Talk about a smorgasbord of a sm- things. you yeah,
1: kind of a smorgasbord of stuff. Um, a
0: charcuterie board, a if you
1: Yeah, a little bit of olives, a little bit of peppadoo peppers, <laughs> some salami. I don't know. Chocolate anyway, okay, this is getting really weird already. Okay, so uh, we just celebrated our 10-year anniversary.
0: What up? Uh, We've been saying been, that we've been married for almost 10 years, and now we are finally can say 10, it, years. 10 years.
1: So... The, the our, our podcast schedules have been off because we've been out of town and doing all this fun stuff. So we celebrated our 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we decided to renew our vows because for, like, the first time in 10 years, like, I was honest with my wife. Uh, should have done that earlier. <laughs> um, I
0: said that I needed to renew our vows. I needed Mike to want to renew our vows as, like, a, a gift to me. I needed <clears throat> I needed that because I needed... I needed that yeah. Uh, reassurance. Yeah.
1: And plus it was something really beautiful to do. Like we knew, like we had a really good marriage before. Yeah. I we got had sober. a great marriage. And now that I'm sober, like we have a really good marriage, like
0: mm-hmm.
1: all caps, really, you know, uh, if I was a GIF, it would be a really gift. Like, <laughs> like it's really, really good. So, um, yes, yeah, so we renewed our vows. It, it was really simple. Uh, in the, in the alleyway of like a bistro kind of place it was mm-hmm. really
0: we small. invited only the people who were there with us when we separated like yeah. o- we only told a handful of people which i guess now it sounds like a whole lot of people we told about 50 people um, our small groups friendships in our lives that yeah. have been there for a while and we invited only those people to just share in the celebration of my gosh we made it through
1: yeah We had our pastor who was there for us and especially there for me, um, Mm -hmm. who loved me very well through this. Uh, He was there. uh, He officiated it. And, uh, you know, he was, his wife was there with him and she was like, I wish all weddings were like this so easy (laughs) because it was like, we didn't.
0: Oh, it was, guys, it cost barely anything. Uh, We... Made it as simple as possible. Mm -hmm. I told Mike the the whole time. I think he was waiting for me to be stressed out. And I was like, listen, I made it through the most stressful year of my life. I can do anything. I told Mike, I was like, (laughs) I refuse to be stressed about this. Whatever happens, happens. Mm -hmm. Our venue dropped out the last minute, two weeks before.
1: Guys, let me tell you, she looked so good. Oh. That dress was hot.
0: Um, I will tell you the reviews for the dress cause I bought it online. The reviews were like, it's almost too sparkly. <laughs> it's like this gold, uh, dress. And I was like, Oh, and there it There's is. A selling point, yep. <laughs> and I got it on sale. So also win. So
1: it was nice. And then like, and then like after everybody left, you know, like, uh, our friends were here from Buffalo, uh, Dan and Amanda, they were the ones who were on the prior podcast. Um, just us four hung out in the back there cause we had the place till 10, under the lights and drank it was
0: just nice, nasty
1: champagne and like me and her, me and Paige danced and it was great it, it was, was great. so
0: nice it was just a
1: the pictures are coming soon our favorite photographer in the world did them for us mm-hmm. jenny
0: jenny yearwood jenny
1: yearwood photography check her out she's incredible um but it was it was so it was so good it, it was, was good, so good to
0: my heart and it was so nice to i mean our kids are our, the loves of our lives mm-hmm. and to have them there for our our wedding it just felt right like mm-hmm. i i wish they could have been there for our first wedding in a weird way you know because it's just they are our they are a product of us and, and like during our the vows like they
1: kept like interrupting us and like pushing on us and like being kids you know and it was like yeah this this is right like
0: mm-hmm.
1: our, our life is not without Mm-mm. interruption
0: and yeah, so. <laughs> at some point, um, Wonder, who's six months old, she started crying in the middle of the service. And I was like, yep, <laughs> yep. yep, this is right. And then I went to, like, unti- We She can't stand, obviously, for the service, so we put her in a high chair. Um, and, <laughs> and it was just, it was adorable. and mm. It was great. It was a really good time.
1: So after that, uh, we had planned a, a mystery vacation. There's like, those
0: companies that do mystery vacations, and we signed up for one before we separated, like the Valentine's Day before we mm-hmm. separated. We were going to do one of these mystery vacations. We didn't
1: go because we were separated. Separated. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, so, and
0: COVID happened. And
1: COVID. So, but we had it renewed for now, and we were going to do it as like a second honeymoon. So uh, it, was very, it was great. Uh, it was a random. surprise, it all right. It was a surprise. Um, we went to-,
0: <laughs> to Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> Guys, if you would have picked... Um, anywhere else, we would have guessed that before Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. we made
0: fun of it. It was a good time, uh, mainly because we didn't know what we really wanted was just to sleep.
1: Yeah, we slept until like eleven. Oh my Every gosh, day. this hotel, the Surety Hotel in Des Moines. Oh okay, my listen, gosh. guys,
0: y'all might need to go to Des Moines, Iowa, just for this just hotel. For the hotel. It's a gorgeous hotel. It's a uh, very upscale, hipstery yeah. type vibe. And like
1: they. Very cool. I think I told Paige like 30 times. I'm like, because like the room, like they treated me like royalty.
0: And I've said time and time again, like, I don't, I don't care about money. I don't want to have money. I don't want whatever. And Mike said over and over. He I was like,
1: like I, I want to be rich. Because this just, is how people, j- just so people can treat me like this for the rest of my life. This is, <laughs> listen, we can be rich and I will give every other bit of it away as long as the other part gets me This. <laughs>
0: Listen, I can take you to Des Moines. Absolutely,
1: yeah. I mean, like just like yes mr guzman okay mr guzman no problem mr guzman like like just i was like mm-hmm.
0: at one point i called down for something and they picked up the phone and they said hey mr guzman and i said oh hey uh and i just went on because i was like what does it matter and then at the end we figured out the pillow situation or whatever it was and the guy was like oh i am so sorry that i called you mr guzman every time that i that someone's <laughs> called it's always been him yeah, and i said oh it's fine so just the customer service, <laughs> the customer service was phenomenal. They had a great bar down there. At, it was a restaurant down in the lobby. And it was, you know, like typically it's a No Charlie's, yeah. maybe a Red Robin. I don't know. No, it was it like high was end. such a high end. They like smoked their own whiskey at tableside. Yeah, you know,
1: crazy, really expensive stuff. I couldn't even pronounce and. It was great. Everything was delicious. Um, And I think the best part was, I mean, besides hanging out with each other, uh, we got to see friends from college.
0: Uh, It was so good. Out of
1: all the random places we could have gotten given for our mystery trip, we got Des Moines and friends from college happened to live in Des Moines.
0: It was Mike's friends. um, And they're my friends too, but Mike knew them first and that's how I met them. Yeah. Yeah. and he, we sat down um, to hang out with them. We went to church with them, and then we went to their house for like a Bible study that they had. And our friend Sam was introducing Mike, and he was like, he was actually a big part of mine and Casey's life um, because he was their small group leader. And both of us were like, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, yeah. You know, I just because you know it's been it's been years. Uh, but he, it was, we've
0: had a lot of children, we've a lot, a lot of, a lot of drug then. addiction. Um, <laughs> we've forgotten but about man, that. Like,
1: I, I think it's, it is so beautiful. Cause like I got to see Sam as a dad mm. and let me tell you, there is fewer things that are as beautiful as
0: seeing really good dads,
1: seeing really good dads and good husbands. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what he is.
0: Yeah. He's so
1: good. Um, got to see my boy Casey, <sighs> uh, got to love, love on him. Um,
0: I told and, Casey if I could pick any little brother, anyone, it'd be Casey.
1: Yeah, it was so good. It was so much fun, um, and we got to hang out with him a lot and just do a bunch of fun stuff. And yeah, I mean it was Des Moines, <laughs> you know, but we we made the best out of it. it. It you know it was.
0: You know, honestly, it was just really nice to, um, to walk without having four children mm-hmm. around, and they they are the light of my life. They are the best thing ever i say it's like a parade everywhere i go like it's so much fun um and it's loud and it's chaos and i love that um but sometimes you want to go to bed whenever you want to go to bed and -hmm. take a shower whenever you want to take a shower and like mike is the king of room service yep (laughs) and we got to eat whatever food we wanted to without our kids getting in Mm -hmm. on it and so that part was really nice. We, there was one night where we're like, what do you want to do? And I always try to ask Mike to go on walks with me, and he always says no. <laughs> but he went on a walk with me, and then we they had these bikes the that rent you to could bikes, things, you know? rent. And we rode bikes downtown and realized we are not bikers, and we quickly returned no, them. I
1: am. Paige just like, this is awful.
0: It hurt my bottom, guys.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't need a vasectomy now, because I think that pretty much sealed it yeah, for Yeah,
0: that sealed the deal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a great time. It was a great... uh
0: it was Renewing a week in Des Moines, Iowa. It was
1: a week in Des oh, Moines,
0: Iowa. Oh, and then we um, we went to Goodwill and bought really uh, ridiculous outfits. Yep. And we made new personalities and went out to dinner with our college friends.
1: <laughs> it, was it was ridiculous. Really random and a lot of fun. And then we came home and life got back to normal. Huh. Yeah. So uh, another part of the story now today is... So I, I relapsed. Yeah. And yeah. So we're going to tell you about that. So at first
0: Mike goes, so we're going to tell it on the podcast. Like this was like 30 minutes, minutes after telling me, he was like, so we're going to tell it on the podcast. Right. And I was like, absolutely (laughs) not. And then he was like, Paige, that's the part of it. Like I was like, are you for real? And he was like, that's part of it. You know, transparency and honesty Mm -hmm. is what holds us accountable. And I was like, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And not like, I don't know what my ideal was. Maybe it was from a place of pride. Maybe it was from a place of just like, mm -hmm. it feels so scary. But also, you're so right. It is transparency and honesty. And and you guys are along with us in this journey, whoever listens.
1: Yeah, so... (laughs) Uh, as much as I am so excited to tell this part of the story. Uh, so, um, <clears throat> yeah, so I'm sober for 450 some odd days. I can't remember offhand right now. Um,
0: I think it was 468. Okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so me and Paige had talked about me getting on Ritalin because I have... She she worked with me at home, and I have terrible 80, Oh, 80 my 80.
0: gosh. We worked together at home for a month. And I go, oh, my gosh, you <laughs> really do need Ritalin. Like, I'm sitting here in a task. Like, I cannot pay attention to anything else. I'm, like, fully focused. And he's getting up doing several other things the entire time. And I'm like, what are you doing? You are working. You're on the clock. Mm-hmm. Sit down and work.
1: Yeah. So I talked to a doctor, and the doctor was like, you know, Let's get your blood pressure under control. We'll come back in a month. We'll figure that out. And so, because they put me on a bunch of different medicines. So I'm on, my blood pressure's under control. And so I got the medicine on a Monday. uh, Last last Monday. So it was a week?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been five days.
1: Oh, no. It was two weeks ago. They gave me the medicine. Oh. And so. I'm sorry. Um, And she was like, it's the lowest dose possible. You know, take it, go off that how you feel. If you need to take more, take one more. And then let me know so we know what to do with your dosage. Because, you know, we don't want to give you too much, blah, blah, blah. So I, I do I do what's expected. And I'm like, okay, I got this. I got this. And then I'm like, well, okay. Then I don't really feel anything, so I take the two. And I'm like, oh, I feel Something. Like, something is... It's helping, but I'm also, like, I feel...
0: You're like also a, being helped.
1: <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, oh, okay, that's a little euphoria with mm-hmm. that. Okay. And I'm like, ooh, that's a good taste, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And and so then, like, the next day, I do the same thing. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is... By
0: the way, Mike didn't tell me that he was getting rid of Lynn from his doctor, so... Mm-hmm. He came home one day and guys our lives are just insane and it's it's such a good insanity, but it is, it's yeah. insanity. And he had gotten a pill case, like a monthly pill case, and he said, Hey, I've gotten a new pill case, it's on my dresser. Just want you to know, like you be I want you to like help me be accountable and make sure that I'm taking my medicine correctly. And I should have stopped there. I really should have. But it was in the middle of chaos and kids and going to bed and whatever, so I didn't think anything of it. But I, when he said it, my thought was, "What am I going to keep you accountable for? You take blood pressure medicine and antidepressants. Like, what do I? What do yeah. I possibly like need nothing, to nothing
1: that can be abused, <laughs> right?
0: So I'm like, okay, um, and I saw the pill case on the on the dresser, but didn't. Anything I didn't think anything, anything of it. Of yeah. it. Um, so Additionally, yeah. Additionally, ooh, sorry. Additionally, Mike's in charge of his own sobriety. Mm-hmm. And this will be uh, later as he goes on to tell the story. I just there's parts of me that think that like maybe I should control this and this and this, but it's like I can put up all the safeguards that I want, but Mike has to make the choice to take care of it himself. Mm-hmm. And this is his choice to be sober, and it's scary that I'm just along for the ride of it. Um but there's definitely consequences in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and
1: that's and like. But it's,
0: I, no. I'm not in charge of putting safeguards in Mike's life. Yeah, no.
1: And it's it's like, you know, it's it's one thing to be like, hey, can I get your support in something in this? And her being like, yeah, I will support you in that. But that doesn't mean that when I fail, that there's that there's any blame because she's my support. She's she isn't.
0: I'm not at the police.
1: Yeah, she, yeah, like. She's not the one in charge of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, well, you weren't watching my medicine case. No, like, that's all on me. Um, And it has to be something that's agreed upon. Like, you know, what kind of help she's going to give me. Because it is putting her in a predicament, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, the timeline is really, because it's been such an emotional week. um, Well, when it happened. Um, So...
0: You took the two pills. You had a euphoria.
1: Yeah, and then on Friday, the same thing happened again, and I was like, "Oh, um, uh, yeah, this is great." Like, I wonder what three would take. I wonder what five would do? You know, like, and so, and so, I had, <clears throat> I had the pills. So it's supposed to be two, two pills a day. So I dumped the. I had half the bottle with me because you know one in the morning and then one in the afternoon. So I got rid of the rest. I'm like okay, no, I can't have, I can't have access to these at work. This needs to be a strictly in the morning thing. I'll figure it out, but I can't do this. So, okay. So I dumped them. I put them in like a cup of coffee. So they dissolve and I, and that was it. And then Monday comes around and I'm getting ready for work in the morning. I get out my pills out of the case. You know, I get to be really quiet because everybody's asleep in the house, uh, every morning. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to need two because one doesn't do, doesn't help me pay attention. So I go back and I get one one extra out. And I'm like, well, what if, what if, I, you know, what if, what, what if two doesn't work and I need three, like maybe 15 milligrams is actually what I'm going to need. I'll take the pill case with me. And so I did. And I'm, as you can see, you can see what's happening as I tell the You're story, ration. like, i'm i'm convincing myself
0: Rationalizing, i'm
1: rationalizing everything everything in the heat of the moment and like keep in mind i'm in the bathroom and right outside the bathroom door is my beautiful six-month-old who's asleep in the crib right there and my wife who's asleep in the bed my wife who i've done everything in the world to try to regain her trust and i've been getting sober um to be a better husband for her and to be a better father and a better believer in Jesus. So like, it's not like I was removed from reality. It's that I quickly went, dove right back into things. Mm. And so then I'm at work and I I took, I took five. Cause I, I want like, I like the two that I took weren't, wasn't giving me enough of a rush. Mm -hmm. So I took three more. And now I'm buzzed out of my mind, and it's nine o'clock in the morning, something like that. And what did
0: the What did the medicine do to you?
1: Um, gave me a crazy euphoria, um, like a roller coaster,
0: mm-hmm.
1: up and down, up and down.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, really. I know, super focused.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) I mean, like I could probably laser through a wall with my eyesight. I mean, um, just yeah, yeah. Um, Made me feel really good. Um, Sure. So then I found myself realizing, like, oh, Page knows about the pill case. It's up on it's it's where it's not where it should be. I have it, so now I got to figure something out. Okay. So I've got to figure out. Am I going to do this again? Because I got rid of half of them, so I, well, all I have is what's here, and the numbers are, aren't going to add up. So I'm, I start thinking, like, how am I going to, how am I going to build a reality that will work? Hmm. And how long can I let this go on for? And I caught myself. Right. I caught myself doing what I used to do,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which was building a narrative
0: mm-hmm.
1: all on lies. Yeah. Um, realizing, like thinking like, w- let's say I do get caught. What are half truths that I could give? So it won't be as bad or, you know, like thinking about the numbers of pills I have when they give me a new script, like, I just caught myself, I caught myself doing the exact same thing I would do mentally before. And like, there was this weight on my chest that, that hasn't been there for a year and a half of like this feeling. And I was like, Holy crap. I'm exactly where I was Mm -hmm. doing the exact same thing that I did before. In the span of a couple of days. And then in the span of a couple hours,
0: Right. Because you got your prescription on a Monday, Mm -hmm. and then it was the following Monday that you had already abused. Mm
1: -hmm. So it was one week. One week. And I followed the guidelines before that, but it was like... I mean, in the reality... I I even told Paige, like, when I went later on, like, ADHD or not, like, I... You know, or I, I... I I am not in a place I don't think I ever will be in a place to take something that can be abused.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just
1: not something that.
0: Right. Well, an alcoholic should never go to a bar. Yeah. I mean, you know, like yeah, why but, why but have like, that in your possession? But to,
1: to it, it's prideful and it's foolish to think that I'm I'm okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and this is a perfect example of that. So, I I realized like okay, well maybe I don't have to tell Paige. Maybe I can Maybe I can get home without her, and put the pills back without her knowing, and I can go back to my schedule. I'll take I'll take the one a day. I will stick to it. I'll I will stick to it and everything will be fine. And I was like, there it is. There's my out. No one will ever know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was like, I can't. I can't do that again. Right. Like the one thing Paige said was like, you need to be honest with me. Like that that is the clincher. And so I forced myself, I texted uh, my guys in my, in my group, and I called we a buddy. Celebrate, in my, recovery, my celebrate group. recovery group. And I called my buddy, Sam, who's my accountability partner. And I was like, I need to meet with you right now. And he's like, I can't. I'm sorry. I'm at work. And I was like, okay, well, here's what happened. And those guys surrounded me and supported me. Mm-hmm. And I knew, though, I knew that if I told them that they would never let me not tell Paige.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, legit. So, so I was I was not going to tell Paige. I didn't want to. I wanted to be able to, like, you know, this is a slip-up. It's okay. You know, and maybe later down the line I'll tell her, like, you know, oh, I did slip-up one time. And that, that doesn't work for me and Paige. That does not work for Paige. <laughs> that, that's something that, that it I It doesn't that work for do. you either. It doesn't. But, like, and so I... Uh, Went and told my boss that, hey, something came up. I need to go. And they were totally, I have a great job. And it's also really funny because we just set out that other podcast about me getting a really good job. So Mike's
0: texting me at work. Now, mind you, I already texted him. I was like, ah. Meeting days at work because I'm an administrative assistant and an executive assistant to a CEO, and so my, when there's meeting days, like my job is literally to get into the office, set up the meeting, get everyone's lunch orders, and go and sometimes go and pick up the lunch order. So I was like, it's so great. I'm just like picking up lunch orders today. It's not a big deal, and setting up for a meeting, which is also super fun. So I had texted Mike that and he was like, cool, what time are you home? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. Uh, cause work, when I go into the office, I just, I don't know what days yeah. I'm off, or what time I'll be off. It's just whatever time we all finish. So he, um, he was like, okay. And then a couple of hours, maybe an hour or so later he goes, what floor are you on? And I was like, is he sending me cookies or flowers? <laughs> and so I was like, maybe floor, I said floor 19. And next thing I know, like we're in the meeting mm-hmm. and my job is to take notes for the meeting. So we're in the meeting and I see Mike and I'm like, huh, that's weird. And he comes in and he says, Hey to everyone. And then he goes, Paige, can I, um, can I pull you aside? Can I talk to you for a minute? And I was like, yeah, of course. I'm also in a meeting. That's really important. Um, so he pulls me aside and all I'm thinking is the only time Mike's ever unexpectedly without telling me what's happening comes to my work was when he lost his job at a church. And so he comes to my work and he, and he pulls me aside to the office and I'm like, why are you here right now? How are you here right now? Cause we work both in Nashville, but on way other sides of Nashville. So I, I'm asking those questions, and the first thing I say to him is, like, do you still have a job? And he, like, laughs, blows me off, and he's like, yeah, of course. And I was like, okay, what are you doing here? And he's like, sit down. And I was like, okay. And, like, literally all I was thinking was, like, oh, my gosh, please don't lose your job. Like, this was such a good job. Please don't lose your job. <laughs> and he was like, I relapsed. And, <laughs> and honestly, I shouldn't laugh, but honestly, there was such a relief of, like, Okay, he still has his job though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> still got that pension. <laughs> um, yeah, it that was really funny. You were so worried about that. I was super uh, worried. Which, I mean, about makes it makes sense. It really makes sense. I mean, like that's. I mean, why are you here in the middle of the day? Like, like in the
0: middle of the work day. Both of us have jobs.
1: One o'clock. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, yeah, I get up there and I'm like, the whole time I'm just like. Uh, I, I've got. I've got to tell her. I've got to tell her. I've got I just. That is the only thing I can think of. Is like I need to make known what I've done. Because if I'm left with my own my, my own thoughts and my own mind, like I will, I will figure out a way to get out of this. I will figure out a way to. You can lie justify to her.
0: things really. I easily. will
1: justify it. I I will make this work so I can be continue sinning mm-hmm. and abusing.
0: And then, yeah. So, um, yeah. She comes up to me, tells me that he's relapsed. Go on.
1: So she surprisingly she took it very well. Um, I didn't. I didn't. So like there. So there is like the um, preemptive. Like I know what she said. It would be mm-hmm. like I know what. I know what, you know, should happen or what may happen, you know, based on what the conversations we've had. Um, but I, you know, you never know, you never know. Cause it's like,
0: oh, sure. Yeah. You know,
1: until you're in that moment, you know, it's like you never know what you're going to say or what you're going to do. You know, um, I just know that the one thing she asked me was just to be honest with her. And so, you know, that's what I'm going to go do. And that's what I did. And, um, she was incredibly loving. Um, in fact, I was telling my guys at my, at my step study, you know, about, about the situation. And, um, you know, she said to me that, I don't expect you to be perfect. I, she goes, heck, I don't even expect you to be sober for the rest of your life. Like, you're going to make mistakes and you're going to do something dumb. I just, I want you to be honest with me and tell me when it happens.
0: And that's what she did. I mean, I would like you to be sober. Can yes. we put that? Like, <laughs> We all know that I would prefer you yeah. to be sober for the rest of your life. True.
1: And I would, I would like that for myself as well. <laughs> it would be really great. Um, for a couple hours, I was really mad at myself that like, I had made it so far. Mm.
0: Um, was this it, before? After?
1: During. It was during, during the whole thing.
0: So Mike tells me. We have that heart-to-heart in my office. Meanwhile, we're still talking, and I, I I really value work. It's a fault of mine. And the whole time I'm thinking in my head, okay, my life kind of feels like it's falling, also, I have a meeting right now that's <laughs> happening, and my job is to take notes during this. So, like, they're talking, they're going on with the meeting, and I don't have the notes to go with it. And so, I'm like, "Uh, uh," and at the same time, I'm like, "Okay, but we still need to address this as a family and as a couple." And so, I tell him that I um, I work in a workshare office, so there's a hundred other companies that are on our floor, so no one really knows who belongs there. So I said, hey, there's like this offshoot lobby off of our main lobby. Why don't you go hang out there? Go get a drink from our fridge. It's a communal fridge. Like, get whatever. Um, Go get yourself a coffee. Do that. I said, when we're done with the meeting, me and you will talk. Yeah. So he goes and does that. I finish up the meeting. Um, I'm mortified that this has happened because we're still new to our jobs. Like, I've been here two months, six weeks, something like that. So I'm like, ooh. Um the meeting finishes and my boss is a girl that we did ministry with. So I know her very well. Um and her husband also they co-own the company. Um, so her husband also we've done ministry with, and they've been very instrumental in both of our lives. And one of the most incredible times um, that Mike had forgotten this had even happened, but um there was a time that Mike and I were really struggling and it was right before we started marriage counseling and uh I asked them to pray over us one night after a meeting and they prayed over us and one of the prayers um at the end, Rebecca said, I really feel like the Lord is telling me that um Paige, he want Paige, Mike is like an eggplant, and I was like, first of all, God, that's really funny second of all, (laughs) okay. And um, she she was like, there are so many people that take eggplant and they try to make it other different things. But at the end of the day, it's still eggplant, like eggplant Parmesan, you know, all these (laughs) other things. And she was like, God wants you to not try to make anything else out of Mike, but just love Mike for who he is. And that was really huge. And I needed that moving forward in our marriage, going through counseling, Hmm. Um, because I saw all the potential in the world in Mike, and I yearned for him to become who I knew he could be. But also I needed to love him just as he was then. Um, And I wasn't. like I was getting angry. Um, So they have continually been these people in our lives that have Prayed over us and mm-hmm. just broken through a lot of stuff with us. So after the meeting, I said, Hey, Rebecca, Josh, could I talk to you guys for a second? Um, and I said, Hey, I'm, first of all, I'm really sorry. That was super unprofessional of Mike to come in here during our meeting. Um, and I just apologized and said, That's not going to happen again. And they're like, Oh, it's not a big deal. <laughs> like they were like, It's so super okay. Um, and I said, well, it wasn't okay. Like, I, that's not a standard that I work mm. with. And I said, I'm really a sorry. Um, and they're like, are you okay? And then I, of course, I start crying. <laughs> and mind you, like, this is the first minute that I've had to kind of like be off yeah. and just to, to think about what's happening. And I couldn't really even get the words out, I couldn't even say it because um, it was just so hurtful and so like right then. And I said, Mike relapsed this morning, just now. And they're like, Paige, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And I was like, I, I'm i going to need to take the day off, like starting now. And they're like, uh, would you please take the day off? I mean, they know, they know our story. Um, and I said, I, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry. And they're like, Paige, you need like, my company so values people and family and lives. Like, yes, they want you to be a good employee, but they also want you to be a good person and be Mm. okay, Um, which I'm so thankful for in this season of our life that we have that. So um, I said, and guys, would you please, like, would you pray over us? Would you pray over me and Mike? And they're like, yes, absolutely. So we get Mike, we find him in the other lobby, and my work has a nursing mother's room, Um, So we go into the nursing mother's room. There's no nursing mothers except for me on our entire floor. So (laughs) it was okay that we jacked this room. Um, But we locked the door and they were just so, so great great to us. Loved on
1: us very well.
0: Yeah. And so she, um, Josh uh, is awesome. And he was like, before we even start, like, Mike, what are you feeling? How are you doing? Like, what's going on?
1: Um, and I just told him, you know, um, kind of not numb, but like just, uh, melancholy, you yeah. know, um, you know, cause I mean, like it was building up, like, you know, I'm going to go tell Paige, going to go tell Paige, going to go tell Paige. And like, so like my, my senses were on alert. Like I was very amped up, um, and also sad and mad, um, depressed, you know, all these things. And then. I told her, and it was, like, all those things, like, seized, but didn't mm-hmm. seize, you know? So it was, like, this, like, hanging feeling of, like, where am I, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Josh said something really great to me, or it might have been Rebecca. I can't remember. But I I told him, I was, like, I was really, you know, mad, I'm mad. I'm mad. Like, I just gave up a year and, you know, five months sobriety or whatever. And, <clears throat> and Rebecca said it, you know, she's, like, she's like, I don't think you did. Mm. Like, I think you just turned the page. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not on day one of your sobriety journey. Like you're right. on day one of the next step of your sobriety. Like you've already, you've already successfully done those days and you're not starting over. Like you, you've got that. You did that. Mm-hmm. You're just turning the page to another time. The, my days sober weren't, Negated because I Mm -hmm. I relapsed, you know, they, they mattered. They, they formed me. They, they proved that it was possible. I mean, like. Right.
0: They're not a waste just because they're not here anymore. Like, my gosh, you grew so much in that time.
1: Like, sobriety is not like a, either, you know, like, like I, I was sober for almost a year and a half Mm -hmm. and that's the longest time I've been sober in a long, 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 long time, you know? And so like, that was a success. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this on Saturday mornings, I have my step study and, you know, I got to see the guys face to face and kind of go over, you know, kind of what I'm telling you guys, I told them, you know, they already didn't do a lot of it, but, um, one of my leaders, a great guy, uh, was like, wow, like that your story about what, about your relapse and what happened is one of victory. hmm And he's like, it's just riddled with victory. hmm Because I, I, I mean, one, like I went and I told Paige. Yeah. I, I, I saw what was going on and I reached out. Um, I did the things that you're supposed to do when you're struggling. I didn't keep it to myself. Um, you know, it, it and it's been a week. It's been, you know, almost a full week since, since that day. And the, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't cycle. And that was what I was telling the guys today is like, I, I, I'm, what I would do in the past, I would get back into that vicious cycle. You know, I would relapse or I would use and I would feel awful about it. And then I would beat up on myself and I'd have all this guilt and remorse and hate, self-hatred.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I would put myself down and feel down about myself, which would then in turn make me want to use again because I couldn't bear feeling that way anymore when I was putting myself through. And I did do that this time. Right. Like, I don't, like, sitting here today, I relapsed on Monday. It's Saturday night. I don't feel guilt. I'm sad that I did it. I but I'm proud of myself that I
0: Do you mean shame? Shame. Shame, Mm -hmm.
1: not guilt. I do feel guilt because I did something I did do it, but I don't feel shame. But I, you know, like I I saw the cycle starting. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I was able to identify the things that before I was just blind to. Right. And I did what, what I should be doing. I don't have I don't have the shame.
0: Right. I don't hate
1: myself, and I'm I've moved on from it. Honestly, like.
0: Do we want to talk about what happened in the prayer in the room while we were praying? Oh yeah. So Rebecca and Josh are, if I'm charismatic, they're, hella charismatic, (laughs) which I love. Like that's just a an aspect that I um I lightly understand <laughs> so their prayers are i mean it's the prayers of the saints you know so um they're asking mike like how can we pray for you and you know he says like i i typically go down this spiral when mm-hmm. stuff happens i i just cling on to it and and that and josh asked me like what um Paige, what about you what you? and i just said to mike i said mike The only person who benefits from you spiraling is Satan. He wins then. You know, like, what is the benefit of you spiraling? I think I've said that to you a bajillion times, but this time it clicked. And you're like, you're right. Like, who wins in that? Um, And so I was like, uh, I'm also, it's really hard for me to figure out what I feel. (laughs) So I was like, um, I said, I'm not mad. I've never expected Mike to be perfect. I am in shock. Um, I just want to know how to like love Mike well in this. Like, how do I? Like, what do I do to honor him and and help him in this? And I think that's it, <laughs> you know. And so they laid hands on us and they prayed over us and just had like a really great prayer time. And in that, uh, Rebecca said that about turning a page mm-hmm. and, um, gosh, it was just so beautiful. Um, and then they left, Rebecca and Josh left, and, and I said, what I need from you is that we need to be in our knee on our knees and pray. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk about that with me? You can, course. Yeah.
1: I mean, we both talk about it, but.
0: So we got on our knees and we gave this over to the Lord and we just asked him to take it from us. Like we can't hold that shame. We can't hold that pain of it. Um, and we just went before the Lord and just asked him to help just like any good father would, would take that weight. Um, and he really did. Uh, and Mike and I talked then and, and, uh, we talked about, about it all and, um, and I said, well, it's also getting to be, I work in downtown Nashville. And I said, um, it's all. It's like traffic time. So how about we go to Cracker Barrel? Uh, I, or,
1: chose, I chose Cracker
0: Barrel. I said, how about we go to lunch near our house? Um, and that way we're out to, outside of traffic. So we had some time to kind of like separately think about it. And, and I said some things that I needed from him to mm-hmm. like set better boundaries around us. Um, and during that time I was like, well, do I need, um, do I need to like go to all of his doctor's appointments and do I need to go and pick up his prescriptions? And at the end of the day, his sobriety journey is his, Mm -hmm. like I can put all the measurements around him and he's still going to find a way around it. And so that's true. I have to give Mike the leash to hang himself, the, the rope, the rope to hang himself. The leash. (laughs) Yeah. I have to give him like, because I can't, I can't monitor the whole world. I can't monitor Mike. I can't, that's putting myself in a whole heck of a lot of stress. He knows the boundaries. He knows the rules that we have in our marriage. And the rule is just come and tell me, um, So we had a conversation about like what I needed. I I said, you know, Rebecca talked about turning the page and I said, I would really love if turning the page, you could be um, even stronger of a spiritual leader for our family. I said, that would make me feel even more safe. Um, I had lunch with a dear friend of mine this week and I knew that she was going to ask me like, how am I doing with Mike and with relapsing? And I was just praying in the car, and I was like, God, I'm, I need you to reveal to me, like, how do I feel about this? <laughs> how do I feel about all that happened? Um, <clears throat> and he was like, Paige, you had a whole lot bigger freakouts over thinking Mike was relapsing than you did when he actually told you yeah. that he relapsed. And there have been times where I'm like, Mike would, okay, so. He had several tells, but one of his tell was that he was really frustrated and very short with me. And so I think every time oh my you've gosh. been every time frustrated, time I have
1: a bad day, it's like you use it again.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd like, be like, "Are, are you I, using like, again?" Was this? I mean, like, are you? And the, like he that's... said to me like, "This is a consequence of my sin, and I have to own up to it, and I have to be okay with it." But I, every time he gets frustrated or has a bad day or a couple of bad days in a row, I'm like, why are you doing this? Why are you so irritated? Are you irritated because you're using it again? Like, obviously, like, this was after being kind for a while. This isn't, like, my jump to
1: reaction. <laughs> Guys, a couple of months ago, uh, she the, when our baby was fresh, uh, she would sleep on the couch because it was much easier for that, just the function of, like, you know feeding and all that stuff and so i was like okay i'm gonna go sleep in the bed whatever and, then, and then my jaw was hurting i have a tooth that's bad and so i get up and it's like two o'clock in the morning and like i'm quietly trying to like go into the medicine cabin to get tylenol because my jaw is killing and like Paige wakes up to the sound of a medicine bottle she's like mike mike come here <laughs> i'm like yeah what's up she's like what did you just take what did you just take i'm like i took tylenol my, my tooth's hurting and she's she's half asleep she goes she goes, say the alphabet backwards, and I'm like, I he was like, I, I couldn't I do can, that. I can't sober. do that anyway. She goes, do it, and I'm like, z y, and I'm like, I think I got to like p, which is really impressive.
0: You did <laughs> like, not.
1: You got to like w. <laughs> I got to z, and I'm like, <laughs> like and I'm like, um... and I'm like, hey, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not taking anything. I'm fine. I just my, my tooth hurts really bad. And like, but that's the consequence of it. It right. really, really is.
0: So. <laughs> The Lord was showing me like, Paige, you've had a whole lot more freak outs thinking that he was abusing again. Um, he was, And then he, I was like, you're right. And I was like, it felt safe. Mm. It felt safe for Mike to come to me and say, mm. I, I'm, I messed up. Because that was not something that's been there before. Yeah, Every other time it's been caught. Yeah. So for you to admit your, your mistakes to me, for me to hear it from you, for me to know firsthand within hours, I mean, my gosh, you stopped everything. You came straight to me. You, by that time, by the time he told me, he had realized what was happening. He called his accountability partner. He told his Celebrate Recovery guys. He already told the doctor he had screenshot it and told and showed it to me. He um, got rid of the pill so that he couldn't take them anymore. And I was like, there's nothing left for me to like round up, make sure it was fine, take care of. He had taken care of it. So it was so safe. Like okay. And now I have something to compare it to. Now I have something to mm. hold it to. I can go back to it and not freak out, hopefully um, as much and just be like, okay, well, when this happens, he said that he would tell me and he's done it before. And in the same way, I mean, you said in that episode too, like er- earlier, you said, hmm. Paige said that it would be a safe place. Like I've got to take her up on the- yeah. that. And so both of us were kind of feeling each other out of, how are, how is this going to go
1: yeah one thing you didn't um we didn't cover when i mean maybe we just did just now but like when i when i was telling you in that little office what were you feeling and thinking inside your mind i know apart from like did you did you lose your job
0: i honestly was most terrified about losing your job about you losing your job um there, I mean, it was shock. Like you know how you go in shock and you're like everything kind of like zones out and you're just like what? Um, there's the shock of it. I was definitely thinking about missing the meeting. Um, and then my automatic response anytime something happens is okay. What do we do now? Hmm. Like I, uh, I'm of the mind of like what? What good does it do to? Ask a lot of questions. Like sometimes like you, you know, like how to put up safeguards then, but it's what's done is done. Yeah. Let's go on. Like I had a friend of her of mine a couple of weeks ago who her son started looking up inappropriate things and he's young. Um, he started looking up inappropriate things on his, uh, tablet and she was like, like, how did he know this? How, like, that was the question she just kept on asking. Is like, we don't talk about this. How does he know those words? How did he, you know, whatever? And I was like, I mean, it's the same point of like, when you're sick, trying to figure out who got you sick. What does it matter? You're sick. Like, um, in the same way, like, it doesn't matter where he found out those words. The matter is that he's looking. So. Let's talk to him about that, and let's talk to him about his heart, and let's talk to him about what happens from that. In the same way with you, it doesn't matter we're there. So I don't have to ask a thousand questions of what did I do wrong or or how did we get here or whatever. You know that that'll come later as we unpack, but I just I just knew that I needed to. Love you from there.
1: Mm.
0: And the rest will work out.
1: I didn't know that, I, that you felt safe in that. It's so funny because my assumption would be like the exact opposite, like you.
0: I, I we, we talked about this two nights ago as we were going to bed. I told you. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm rubbing off on <laughs>
1: you. I think you were. You? Uh,
0: yeah. It just, it felt, it felt safe. It felt... It's another lo- level of being able to trust you. Cuz I can trust you to sing your own praises, but I need to be I need to trust you to be able to share your failures. Yeah. And like I said, like I I it is unobtainable for me to ask you to be perfect. Yeah. And who wants a perfect human? The flaws are what makes it great.
1: <laughs> Make it something. <laughs> It was, uh, it was, uh, I'm, I'm very surprised you guys. I'm very surprised that we made it through that. Um, not surprised that we made it through it, but like.
0: We didn't I, see it coming, I guess. No, I,
1: I mean, I wasn't being like, mm, 400 and some odd days in, I, I feel a relapse coming in. And the, re- I mean, the, the hardcore reality of it is like, I mean, what day is it? It's the second, third. I mean, I could relapse in five more days you know
0: it's a journey
1: it, and like really like I, I wasn't like nothing was leading up to it as like a uh, oh things are getting harder things are getting worse like things have been the best they've ever been like the reality of it is is that like it's an addiction mm-hmm. and it's you know like somebody once told me the um that I, I, I listen to a podcast something I heard it somewhere where you know like when we work on our sobriety, like we are working it out, like we're getting stronger mm-hmm. and stronger and stronger every day. And we assume that our, our addiction is getting malnourished because we're not feeding it.
0: It's is that video that we watched. Yeah, the- like,
1: like, our, our, like our addiction is sitting in the corner watching us work out and getting malnourished and it's getting weaker while we get stronger. And the reality of it is, is that it's over there drinking creatine, doing one arm push ups and staring Mm -hmm. at us while we do our work. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, whether it's 460 days, five days or 10 years, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: addiction is addiction. It is strong. It is trying to get you that. And it's because addiction is sin. Giving into it is sin. And it's like. It, that's what it wants that's what it's there to do
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know and so i'm really proud of us that we handle it this way um
0: i'm proud of you for coming to me and any person that i've told since has said like yeah that's okay it's okay to feel it's great to come to your wife that's what matters and, oh, that was one of the things that Josh said. He was like, so how long was it typically when Mike messed up? How long it took him to come to you? And I was like, <laughs> ten, 10 years. years. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it just points to how redeemed you are, how the Lord has done a mighty work and how you've allowed it. Mm. You've allowed him to do a mighty work. So, yeah, y- you know, there's a there's a stumble in your step, but your, your turnaround time is real quick. And another friend of mine, we were talking, and and um, she was like, I can do a three-hour turnaround. She was like, what I can't do is we are, you know, in July, and I finally find out about it in October. Yeah. I can't do that. We're not doing that. And yeah. I was like, you know, honestly, if Mike would have told me in October, probably wouldn't be here. Like, that's not, that was, that is the standing point is you've got to tell me. Yeah. Well friends.
1: So uh the
0: lighthearted topic for today.
1: Thanks for listening. Uh guys, I mean it's it's been been six days. Um mm-hmm. five days. My little timer says five days. I get a little milestones. Today was a milestone, five days is a milestone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I look forward to tomorrow, I look forward to day six. And um I for those who do listen, I just appreciate appreciate you listening. Uh yeah. This is real. <laughs> my addiction <laughs> is still very real. Uh, the story isn't over, um, and it never will be. This and is, Praise
0: God, it's not over. Yeah, like the, it's a,
1: This is my journey. This is our journey. It's a good journey. Um, on a random note, if you guys are still listening this this far in, we got an email from a lady who works for a television station in California.
0: Yeah, we are on a show,
1: and they asked her like, "We love your story. You know, we'd love to have you on our on our show." we're like, oh, cool. Like some like, you know, public talk, whatever TV show, you know, public access. It's really great. So the guy, Dean, who founded it, it's called Good Life Television. Um, He's interviewed people like...
0: Nicole C. Mullins.
1: President George Bush. (laughs) You know, yeah, Nicole C. Mullins, like the Mueller guy, you know, who did that weird weird movie. I don't know. All these like supes famous people... (laughs) And then and then and Mike then, and Paige and then us. <laughs> so like I mean, uh, so we we're really flattering. Um, yeah. So we, we had a Zoom meeting because it's not like we're gonna fly out to California. But yeah, he interviewed us and we talked for like thirty minutes and it was great, a lot of fun. Um, they said a, one
0: of their producers cried. Yeah, so one that of the was producers was at the end
1: was like, he he laughed. He's like he's like she's over here crying. Like she, <laughs> you know, um, what a blessing. And the guys like for real. Like we're just a married couple with with kids. Like, we're not anything special. Yeah,
0: like, we are not fancy. I no. mean, we're a, we're a heck of a good time, yeah. but we're not fancy people, and we don't, like, think that we're by any means better than anyone else, but we're it's just a, so cool, like... We're on a TV show, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll, Won't God do it?
1: So, uh, look at our Instagram stories, our personal stories, whatever, and then we'll post the video when they put it out. Um, yeah, as soon
0: as we know, we'll let you know. They put know. it
1: online, but they also air it in, in uh, California, so... But, yeah, just keep a lookout for it and look up their website, Good Life Television or whatever. Um, Good people really enjoyed it. So, guys, thanks for listening.
0: This is laugh so you don't cry.